Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I am your host, Devin Keeney, and I did a little trickery on you guys uh, playing the intro music first. So today, this is not our regular podcast. Done a good bit of work trying to get all these college football uh, previews in. So today, the flow of the show is going to go, I'm going to start with the Pac-12 preview with Anthony, and then I'm breaking down the ACC, the Big 12, Big 10 in order. Then we're going to do our, or I'm going to do my college football top 10, the Heisman and Coach of the Year picks, and finally, the college football playoff predictions. So that's all I got for you, for you guys today. Uh, Friday, I'm going to get into another podcast, more of a regular type podcast, and the next week we are previewing the NFL. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get over to that interview with Anthony. And now Anthony is back to talk a little bit of Pac-12 preview. Uh, so Anthony, I know you're a big USC guy. Uh, what do you think about your Trojans this year? They're looking good. I think they're going to have a good year. Um, last year they got off to that horrendous start. Woo! They ran into that Bama train. Well, a lot of people run into that Bama train. <laughs> um, they went, started 0-3 last year, then rattled off nine in a row, including that wild game against Penn State yeah, to finish up the game. year. Um, but no, they got they got Darnold coming back, who's kind of already mm. kind of, they're talking, you know, number one NFL draft pick, kind of Heisman favorite already, so... Um, We'll see a lot of a lot of high expectations. They're they're kind of getting back to where they were at during you know the mid aughts, yeah, the the Pete Carroll era here. So, um, it, it's it's exciting again. Um, and the big thing, like I said, for the USC is that they're able now got all their scholarships back. Um, they're recruiting with depth. Is yeah, I, I read an article about that. They were talking, you know. They were still recruiting at a very high level, you know, even, you know, during their, you know, bowl ban and getting some of the scholarships taken away, but you just didn't have the depth that you used to have yeah. your C with um, some of those really good USC teams, but they're kind of back. They have their depth, you know, they have their, their quarterback. Um, you know, I'm not, wasn't crazy about the coaching hire. Um, I think, unfortunately, Kiffin and Sarkeesian, um, both of those hires kind of scared them away from the big names. They <laughs> yeah. just kind of, and those were horrible hires. Just let me put that out there. H o r r i b l e, horrible. Um, hey, Sark just liked a little bit of the hooch, man. You know, I I like you know I like to have a tasty cold beer every <laughs> once in a while too, but I don't do it at work. <laughs> so you're not drunk on the sidelines. No, you know I'm not I'm not drunk at the hospital. You know I'm not. <laughs> You know, being belligerent to my boss. So, you know, maybe maybe reel it in a little bit there, Sark. Um, anyway, yeah, that, yeah, that is a whole whole different thing. But they look good. Uh, I'm really, really excited to see what they do this year. Um, Jarnol, I think is I think he's he's the real deal. Oh so, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, down there in UCLA, right next door, they're gonna have a little bit of a a test with UCLA, but so that should be kind of a good rivalry game this year. Oh, absolutely. So this uh, has started our uh, South predictions. Anthony, what do you got your uh, Trojans going this year? Oh, I see you got them at 13-0 there. I like that. I do. Um, 
I think they're maybe going to drop one game. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be maybe that UCLA game. Yeah. Maybe... They overlooked somebody. Maybe the Notre Dame rivalry might catch up and bite them. Um, I will puke if that's the game they <laughs> lose. You know, it. you never know. It just, those, some of those rivalry games, it's, it's kind of throw everything out the window, but... Um, I think that, I think they're probably gonna drop one game at least, um, but I think they're gonna definitely be you know in the in playoff talk and so yeah. we'll we'll see, we'll see where they're at here at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I mean I just picked them looking at their schedule thirteen and 9 and zero in conference. Uh, Sam Darno is the curly headed Jesus of Absolutely. Southern California football. He's from San Clemente, one of my wife and I's favorite vacationing spots really? in Southern California. Interesting, beautiful, yeah. beautiful little surf town. Um. Is there a lot of, you know, not beautiful places down south of California? Is that what, is that what they're known for? Not on the coast. Yeah, that, I that's mean, true. Yeah. You know, you get, you get, get in the get inland. inland. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of kind of the hillbilly <laughs> spot of the west. Yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, I'm completely with you in everything you said. I was very skeptical of Clay Helton, uh, especially the way they started last year. But it's hard to argue with the way they yeah. finished. No, yeah. And, and I was, you know, I was looking at some things and... I think that was kind of the big thing. They, you know, they hired an in-house guy, which is fine. Even with, you know, some of those bigger names out there, Mark Rick was out there at the yeah. time, and Ooh. and they went, they went quick too. I mean, it was, yeah. it was not. They didn't let any grass grow under their feet. They they picked Hilton and said, "You're the guy," and you know, here the reins, let's do it. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was kind of you know the Kiffin Sarkeesian thing kind of scared him away from, you know, making a splashy, you know, USC type hire, but. Um, We'll we'll see what he does. Uh, I think I think he's ready now. Got a little bit of seasoning here, so I'm I'm excited to see what see it going forward. Oh, absolutely. So uh, talking about the other team in LA, I have UCLA uh, picked second in the Pac-12 South. I got them going nine and three, seven and two. Uh, Josh Rosen is probably a top five Another draft one, pick. Yeah. Uh, top two mustache yeah. in all of sports. You know, I'm gonna go with top one mustache. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. when Joe Flacco gets the good, Ooh, yeah. uh, when he gets that yeah. good handlebar I do like going, a good handlebar. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the the guy's got got plenty of confidence. No, yeah, I like it, and you know, he's kind of catching a little bit of flack because he kind of came out here recently and was talking about you know how you know athletics and you know college don't really mix, and you know it's you know playing football he's you know trying to do a full-time job as far as that and then a full-time job is going to school so he said those two things don't really mix and so he's catching a lot of a lot of grief about that which i agree with some of the things he's saying um and he's absolutely on on the right platform to be saying it but he was he's kind of catching it from every which way at this point but um, I like him. I like you know. I like the brash guys. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna agree with him. I think that him. unless you're uh, Andrew Luck type guy, where you you take your college athletics or your academics very seriously, yeah. that uh, traveling six to eight times mm-hmm. a year uh, for four or five days at a time, uh, the just the schedule those guys are put through. I think it's tough. That's wild, yeah. I mean, and and you and you think about it, you know. You know, full time job. You know, forty hours a week. Yeah, those guys are absolutely putting in more sixty than to eighty forty oh, hours yeah. a week plus school. So, I I, I I agreed with a lot of the things he, yeah. he had to say about that. But um, other than that, but on the field, you know, you can't really doubt. You know, he's kind of the the full package. He got the big arm and all that. So it's it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, I think he's gonna be good. Um, 
I think they, I think nine and three is probably about right for where they're going to be at. Because I don't know that he can carry them, and you know, he can't do everything. So you don't really know, hear a lot of, of anything else about UCLA other than him. So um, they're probably going to lose a couple, in spite of what he does. So it, it, it's going to be good to watch though. So the my Pac-12 South rankings also start the same way my football in LA rankings start. I have. USC, UCLA, the Chargers, and then the Rams. <laughs> oh, those poor Rams. The poor oh. Rams. Ooh. That's a that's a I, whole different oh, podcast man. right there. I uh I don't know if you saw Bill Simmons tweeted uh I guess one of his people that one of his minions that write yeah. for him there talked about how the Coliseum was the best place to watch an NFL game in in the country right now. And so I replied from my personal Twitter yeah. account, that I would rather watch a Division three college football game at the Edward Jones Dome than watch the Rams play at the Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, there is no earthly way you'd get me shell out the money you're going to have to shell out to go to the Coliseum to see the Rams. Yeah. Get out of my face. Yeah. So, sorry, just talking about L.A. and football. Yeah. I had I couldn't couldn't resist. Gotta, gotta needle those Rams when we can. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So third in the Pac-12 <laughs> South, uh, I have Utah going nine and three, six and three in conference. Um, oh, by the way, UCLA Texas A&M matchup early on in the season. I actually picked Texas A&M to take care of business. Where's it, where, it going to be at? It's going to be. I think it's a neutral site. Is it neutral? But those um, neutral site games get a little tricky. Is it in Phoenix or is it in Dallas? Yeah. You know. Um, I like. Uh, I probably like Texas A&M in that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm like how Roger Goodell talks about protect the shield. I, that's how I feel about SEC football, <laughs> protect the shield. No, I think you are you are definitely the number one banner carrier that I know for, you know, SEC football. Oh, man, it's SEC versus everybody yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I know. Which, <sighs> I, like, I like, me personally, I like to branch out a little bit. I like to... We both liked the SEC before Missouri went in, and then when no, Mizzou- I agree, yeah. When Missouri went in, I was just hook, line, and sinker. And when I really started watching college football and getting into it, it was the powerhouse days of the SEC when they were, oh, ended up yeah. winning, in, you know, seven national titles or whatever it was in a row. So, yeah. you know, it was hard for me to you know say anything bad about the SEC, but they've kind of they've fallen off a little bit here in the last three four years. So I'm kind of you know, trying to branch out a little bit. I think Texas A&M UCLA may actually be in in LA at US Ooh, or at that'll UCLA. That'll be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I'm suddenly not feeling so confident in my prediction hey, you, now. You gotta, you gotta, gotta carry the shield no matter what. <laughs> so I was doing a little bit of reading on Utah, and I found that Utah won nine games or more each of the last three seasons under Kyle Whittingham. Does that sound right? That does sound right. Okay. Kyle Whittingham. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to be more versed. I'm trying to spread my own branches here. Yeah. yeah. uh, Yeah. But uh, you you don't think about Utah winning nine games a year. They're under the radar. I think they're a very very system-driven team at this point, too. Because they're one of those that's, they, you know, they they play fast, kind of spread it out, kind of those original guys. So, yeah. they yeah yeah I'm with you. I mean you don't really think about them, but you know they're there every year. Yeah. You know. So moving on, uh, I have Colorado fourth. I have them going seven and five, four and five. 
they were a huge surprise Breakout, last year. Yeah. They played in the Pac-12 title game, right? They did. Ten nobody, wins. Nobody saw that coming. Whew. Nobody. Um, and Colorado's another one that's, you know, they've had burst of success historically. but They won a national really, title yeah, in the 90s. Never really could, you know, sustain it. Um, yeah, no, they won a national title in the 90s, but they, you were, you're right. They are basically Kansas football for yeah, 10 years. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much I believe in Colorado right now. Uh, we'll see. And, and the Pac-12, I mean, it's it's kind of stacked a little bit. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's, it's top-heavy. I'd say it's top-heavy, but um, so they might kind of beat up on each other. But, uh, no, I'm, I think 7-7-5 seven and seven and five is probably right about yeah. where they're going to be. I, I mean, I think they should shoot for a bowl game. I think that's no, Colorado. That's, uh, yeah. I, 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 I die when people... Not everybody plays for a national championship every year. Absolutely. And I, you hear the argument from different people, if you're not playing for a national championship, why are you playing? Mm. Well, I mean, you're playing for your school, you're playing mm. for your job, you're playing for your scholarship. And look at well, the recruits Alabama, USC, UCLA, schools like that get. Colorado will never, no, ever get, have recruits like that. Especially for as far as Pac-12, I mean... I mean, don't get me wrong. Colorado's a beautiful state, but oh yeah, you want to go to Colorado or you want to go to L.A. and Southern California? Yeah, I mean, I for the most part, I for especially for you know college age kids, I don't know that that's a big, you know, big argument there. Not a lot of people yeah. are in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, we think back a decade ago, and if we were blue chippers, what uh, you uh, you. USC, Colorado, Colorado would not have been on the radar. Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Lawrence, you know Lawrence, Kansas. So I do think that uh, yeah, <laughs> Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, worst of all of them. <laughs> but no, uh, I so I think that Colorado should play for a bowl game this year if they can, you know, Absolutely. if they can build on some of last year's success, win Get seven or eight games, yeah. you know, then good for them. Mm-hmm. I think that'll definitely steer them in the right direction, but. You never really know with them. I mean, they could end up, you know, having a really good year again this year. They could, you know, win four games. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's, you never really know with Colorado. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Arizona State, I have picked fifth at four and eight, two and seven. Uh, and this just kind of came down to Arizona versus Arizona State. And if I know one thing, Rich Rodriguez does not coach defense. <laughs> So I picked Arizona State. Classic Rich Rod. You don't really hear you don't really hear a lot out of that guy anymore. Yeah, I mean he he's kind of just hidden down there in yeah. Arizona. I yeah. That was I thought he was actually going to maybe turn that into a little bit of a program there for a while. But yeah, then, he had a few good years. Yeah, um, but not so much at this point. I think Arizona Arizona State are definitely the uh, you know kind of the footnotes of the the Pac-12 at this point so we'll see what they do I I don't expect much if anything out of them so you know at this point for them even getting to a bowl game would be a huge that would be their national championship that would be a big deal so um yeah I'm I don't I don't know that they have any expectations as far as those for those guys yeah so then I had Arizona at three and nine one and eight and then my notes I just put see above 
Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and so, uh, top games for the teams in the South. Uh, we talked about that Texas A&M UCLA another week one game. Yeah, week one. Yeah, wild, loaded. Uh, USC Notre Dame, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and then USC Texas, a rematch of the Vince Young Bowl. Oh boy. I, I'm calling USC is going to route Texas the way Alabama did to USC you think last so? year. Yeah, I don't think I, I Tom think Herman is going to be better this year, but <clears throat> better is a relative term. That's that's that is very true. That is very true. Um, I like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, be honest. Just personally, I'm. You know, the USC Notre Dame game is what I'm looking at. Um, USC UCLA definitely looking at that one. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So that'll be good. Those are the couple of ones that I kind of have circled on the schedule. Yeah. So then moving up to the north, the great Pacific Northwest of college football. Washington. Yep. I have Washington uh, winning the Pac-12 North. I have them going 12-1, and 9-0. And, oh. uh, and I, in my notes, I put Chris Peterson finally did what he was brought to do at Washington. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm glad that he finally got a shot yes. at the big school. I mean, he, he deserved it the way he, oh. <clears throat> for what he did at, at Boise State. I read today that he uh, uh, his record. Uh, I I don't remember the exact numbers, but it doesn't look real. It's like Urban Meyer's sixty one and yeah. six at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like that's fifteen video, years. Video numbers, yeah. yeah, fifteen years of that for Chris Peterson. Yeah. And uh, you know, last year he took him to the college football playoff. Yeah. They lost a lot in the secondary. Yeah. A lot <clears> of <throat> top two round draft picks in the secondary. Uh, our guy Marcus Peters. Uh, mm-hmm. Two years ago yeah. was a Washington Husky, but I think that now that Peterson's uh, systems in place, they got on the I map last year. Yeah, I think no. that they're gonna become what Oregon was Absolutely. for a long time yeah. in the North. Um, and I've even been reading some stuff that Jake Browning is kind of a dark horse Heisman pick. This yeah, year. he's a um, he's top five in Vegas. And a lot, especially with a lot of the stuff that you know, the like you said, the system that Peterson does, I think it's very helpful for a good quarterback but um he did have shoulder surgery i guess in the off season mm-hmm. is what it sounded like so um we'll see what he does but yeah i, I think washington is definitely the top of the heap yeah the north yeah and i mean if i, I had them going 12 and 1 i had washington state going 8 and 4 yeah. i mean there's a pretty big gap definitely and uh, I think Washington State is in the top twenty-five though this season. Yes, they are. And uh, a big reason why is uh, defensive coordinator, former Missouri guy Alex Gurch, uh, figured out how to pair a defense with Mike Leach's offense, <laughs> which it's hard. I mean, you have yeah. to you have to plan if you know if your offense plans on being on the field for thirty-five seconds at a time. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be running some bodies out there, yeah. and you can't run a conventional defense nope. out. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely kind of a mix and match thing that they're going to have to do, but yeah, they're, they're an interesting, a little interesting things. I, you know, before I kind of started looking at, you know, the college football preview stuff, you know, Washington state was not on my radar yeah. and I saw their kind of, you know, kind of highly thought of, you know, especially for Washington state, oh, yeah. you never really hear much out of them. So, um, I'm interested to see what they do this year. They should be. They're kind of be going to be one of those intriguing, maybe middle of the road. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, then I have Stanford finishing third at seven and five, five and four. Um, 
I think David Shaw has done a terrific job taking over for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, they could, you know, they could win 10 games. I think they could. I, I think he recruits the right people. Um, yeah, it's, and, you know, again, me being kind of a Harbaugh guy, you know, beating that drum. Um, There's big shoes to fill. Those big shoes. But he's, he's done a good job. He has done a good job. Um, I think I think the in-conference schedule is going to be pretty tough. Yes. I'm um, looking at it that way, but... Um, I think they might be an eight and four, maybe maybe a nine win team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they absolutely could. And then I have Oregon State. Um, and I, I'll be honest. My whole reason for slotting Oregon State here is I don't think that Willie Taggart can reju- rejuvenate Oregon in one year. No. And I don't think Cal's going to do anything this year. So I had Oregon going six and six, making a bowl, which is a step up from last year. Yeah. And then Cal going two and ten. Uh, really, you know, I think that uh, the real race in the Pac-12 North is going to be uh, Stanford and Wazoo for second place. I think, uh, so. I think everything else is just yeah. irrelevant. I, I think, think the Peterson boys will have it pretty much cinched up. Oh yeah. So then, uh, some big games for the Pac-12 North: Notre Dame, Stanford. Uh, it, Ole Miss Cal, I had it wrote yeah, down yeah, here. Is, if yeah. you guys listened to the SEC preview <laughs> yesterday. Uh, and then uh, Washington State, Boise State. That'll be a good I one. I like that. Yeah, that'll be good. Washington, or Boise State has, uh, I mean, they haven't kept up with the same level of success. Yeah. but Which been... is tough, I mean, especially where they're at. Yeah. Man, I went through Boise this summer. It is the definition of nowhere. <laughs> like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, like, beautiful part of the country, yeah, but, n- well, Just, like, we talked about Colorado earlier. Yeah. Not somewhere an 18-year-old kid yeah. wants to go. No. Um, and th- and that's, and again, just, you know, back to Chris Peter- Peterson, it's, it's amazing what he did out there. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that'll be a good one. Um, Notre Dame-Stanford is typically a good one. Another, yeah, and that's, and that's another little semi-rivalry game kind of yeah. turned into. So, um, I think Stanford is probably going to win that game, but um, we'll see how it goes. I am not liking what, or you're not going to like what I'm predicting Notre Dame to go Ooh, this year because yeah, it could be. Uh, in our previews yeah. we've done so we'll far, see, we'll see. Yeah, they've we'll... they've had Georgia, they've had USC, and they've had Stanford. They always have a tough schedule. That's that's one thing you got to say about them. They they don't ever have any. Except that year puffs. they went to the national championship <laughs> game, and it was powder puff JV teams for twelve games. Yeah, you know sometimes you know the schedule helps out. You never yeah. know. Yeah. So I have for my Pac-12 offensive player of the year, uh, Sam Darno, USC. Uh, do you? Even? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, defensive player of the year, I took Azim Victor from Washington. You know, I don't really pay attention to defense. Yeah. Who needs defense? <laughs> when, you can, when you can hurl that pigskin. You and Mike Leach would get along well. Yeah, so. Uh, then coach of the year, I got Clay Helton. I'm actually going to put, uh, I'm going to put Peterson in there. Especially if they go, if they go undefeated. Yeah. And uh, then title game, I got USC over Washington. I think that that'll be a good, fun game. Ooh, Maybe one of the best. Yeah. Uh, I think title that games. the Big Ten will have a good title game, yeah. and then other than that, I think this will be the best title yeah. game. 
No, I, and I, th- I like that, this. That could that could very well be a playoff game to get uh, into play the playoff. In. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I love that the the pick there, and I got I'm I'm with you. I got USC over Washington. USC is definitely going to be in my playoff here this year. So we'll, yeah. I like it though. It's like you said. It's going to be a good, a good title game here if if it ends up playing out that way. Oh no doubt. So any more on the Pac-12 before we go? I think that's all I got. Go Trojans. So now we're going to get in, or I am going to get into the ACC preview, and just a couple of notes beforehand. Uh, Louisville, Jekyll and Hyde. You know they started off had the great season. Uh, which basically led to Lamar Jackson getting the Heisman Trophy, and then they lost to Kentucky, and then lost their bowl game. And really, you wondered if it wasn't just a magical run and not who they really are going forward. Um, is the U back? Uh, I think FSU is uh, Florida State is stacked this season. I think time for a good year, and Clemson will be in a rebuild. So I really think that the ACC, the Atlantic Division at least, is Florida State's to lose. So at Florida State going 12-1, and 8-0 in conference. Of course, they open up with that huge game against Alabama in Atlanta on week one. That is the only game I think they will lose. Then Clemson, I have them going 9-3, and 7-1 in conference. Uh, they lost Watson, Williams, uh, lost a lot of talent, still have a lot of talent there. Dabo's a great coach. They have a couple of tough conference or non-conference games. They... They play Auburn. I don't think they're going to make it out of Auburn. And I actually think South Carolina is going to give them a big run for their money this year. Uh, I actually have, oh, I have Louisville finishing third, also at 9-3, and 6-2 and two in conference. Um, then North Carolina State, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Boston College rounding out the Atlantic. Then in the Coastal Division, I have the U back winning it. Uh, Mark Richt, great coach. Great recruiter, should have never been. And I just, it's hard for me to ever justify firing a coach that went wanted the rate Mark Rick wanted Georgia. Could he get it done every year like Nick Saban? No, but guess what? There's only one Nick Saban. Uh, I think uh, you know, looking back uh, to the rest of the co- the rest of the Coastal Division. Virginia Tech, I got them going eight and four, also five and three. I have Pitt going seven and five and five and three in conference. Um, Justin Fuente has been a great coach. I think Pitt has a lot of talent this year. Uh, they, I mean, I basically have it a three-way tie. I just think the U beats Virginia Tech and Pitt head to head and wins that tie. Then I have Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia uh, this year. This year, I think, will belong to the Knowles. I have Florida State over the U in the ACC championship game, bolstering Florida State to 12-1 on the year. The last conference I'm going to hit on here real quick is going to be the Big 12. So, all you need to know about the Big 12 is Bob Stoops is gone. I think that without Bob Stoops, that they are an... Entirely different program. Not that Lincoln uh, Lincoln Riley won't be a good head coach, but I think that this is Mike Gundy's time to shine. Uh, he has. I have Oklahoma State going eleven eight and one in conference. Uh, they have Mike Gundy. They have Rudolph Washington. A good defense. 
And then, most importantly, new head coaches at Oklahoma and Texas. I think this is Mike Gundy's year. I think that Oklahoma State will win the Big 12, will be pushing for a spot in the playoff. I can't say in the playoff. I don't want to ruin anything for our overall college football predictions. But then I have Kansas State going 10-2, and 7-2. and two. They have a great O-line. Uh, Ertz at quarterback. Uh, I don't love first-year head coaches. That's why I got Kansas State over Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, and Bill Snyder has been doing it longer than we've all been alive. The guy is fantastic, such a great coach. Uh, it will be sad to see the day that he finally steps down at Kansas State. But I have them one in ten games, having having a good year. Then at third, I have Oklahoma going nine and three, seven and two in conference. They have that big, big week two matchup with Ohio State. I don't know that they're going to I'm going to be rooting I never root for Oklahoma but I will be rooting for Oklahoma against Ohio State because I hate the Big Ten that'll be a tough matchup for them Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, he can he he can win Oklahoma the Big 12 this year by himself if his receivers step up and his defense doesn't look just absolutely horrendous sorry for that pause we're having some computer malfunctions for but then uh, fourth, I have fourth. I have TCU. Uh, Gary Patterson and Kenny Thrill Hill could make waves in the conference this year. Gary Patterson's another great uh, longtime head coach there at TCU, from a holdover from their days in the Mountain West Conference. And so I think that uh, I think they'll be better than Texas this year. I have Texas at seven and five, five and four in conference. And for all my bashing year head coaches, I think Tom Herman will be a good one. I just don't think that he can get Texas there in year one. But, you know, 7-5 and five for Texas, that's kind of where they've been. It will be years 2, 3, and 4 that really define Tom Herman's time at Texas. So we'll see what happens there. Then sixth in the conference, I have West Virginia going 7-5, and 4-5. Five, and five. Um, Head coach Dan Holgerson lost a lot of talent, but I still think that, you know, West Virginia is one of those teams that, you know, a bad year, a seven and five for them. So I think going. Then I have uh, Texas Tech at five and seven, uh, Iowa State at four and eight, Baylor at four and eight, and Kansas at zero and twelve. My Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year is Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year Jordan Taylor from Oklahoma. I know I have. They have a lot of talent, but they're going to be a third place team. So then uh, my head coach of the year, Mike Gundy, he's a man. He is 50 now, uh, so I believe he will be the Big 12's head coach of the year. Now it's time to get into the Big 10. Okay, so some of the headlines I have here is how Penn State was screwed out of the college football playoff last year. Uh, Can Harbaugh finally get over the hump in Michigan? And is Ohio State going to be as good as people think? Well, I... Figured we'd start this out going with the other side of the Big Ten, go with the Big Ten West. And I have Wisconsin just running away with the West. Uh, I'm big on the Badgers. I am. Uh, I think Paul Christ is a good coach. They have 17 returning starters from an 11-3 and team. And they have quarterback Alex Hornibrook back for another year. And I think that I think that Wisconsin's going to be a good team. I don't think that uh, you know looking through Northwestern, Nebraska, Iowa, uh, Iowa can catch lightning in a bottle every once every 
once in five to ten years, but I just don't think that's their year. So I, I think I'm going to take Wisconsin at 11 and one, eight and one in conference. Then I have Northwestern at nine and three, six and three. They don't have Michigan or Ohio State on their cross conference scheduling. Uh, Justin Jackson, their running back, uh, 1,500 rushing yards last season. Uh, they should have a good defense. I like what their coach has done there. So give me Northwestern to finish behind Wisconsin. Uh, third, I have Nebraska. I also have them going 9-3, and 6-3. and three. Uh, They do get Penn State in the cross-division battle. Uh, ooh, they get Penn State and Ohio State. That is a pretty tough draw as I'm reading it. Um, Mike Riley is trying to get trying to get Nebraska back to Nebraska because that's something that everybody in college football wants them Oklahoma Texas uh, USC uh, they're a blue blood of college football and I think Mike Riley is moved in the right direction uh, they're not going to be Alabama so they're probably not going to be Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State for that matter but I mean they could compete with Wisconsin on a yearly basis uh, then I have Iowa at seven and five, four and five in conference. Um, they also catch uh, Penn State and Ohio State in the cross division battles. They're at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, and I like uh, Kurt Ferentz. Uh, he's had one good season though, uh, and I think that you know seven and five is kind of Iowa's calling card. That's that's who they are, and so I don't see this year being much difference. Uh, I have Minnesota at six and six, three and six in conference, and I love, love, love PJ Fleck. Uh, they could start six and zero. Oh. I looked at their schedule; they could start six and zero oh and finish zero oh and six. So it may be a tough first year in Minnesota for PJ Fleck. Uh, then rounding out, I have Purdue in Illinois. Um, uh, Purdue in uh, out of conference games that will take on Louisville and Mizzou this year. So that's a pretty Pretty tough route for a Big Ten team trying to get a bowl game to go. But, okay, before I get into the Big Ten East, which we all want to talk about, I want to talk about how good the coaching is in the Big Ten right now. I think a couple of years ago you probably would have said the same thing about the SEC, but with Mark Rick, Les Miles both being gone, Hugh Freeze gone, Dan Mullen hasn't had the best luck. Look at the coaches in the Big Ten right now. You have Paul Crist, um, Mike Riley, good coach. Coach, uh, Kurt Ferentz is, I'm probably saying his name wrong, highly thought of. And uh, P.J. Fleck, you know, great hire. Uh, A lot has been said about P.J. Fleck. I think he's a great coach. Then in the East, you have Penn State, who has uh, James Franklin, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, Mike D'Antoni at Michigan State. I think that, you know, the Big Ten may have the best coaches in the country. Unfortunately, they do not have the athletes that are in the South or on the West Coast. So, they're at a little bit of a disadvantage there is what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's get over to the Big Ten East. (laughs) Not going to find a lot of media outlets that are going to do this. Give me Penn State at 12-1, and 8-1 in conference. They are the defending Big Ten champs. They were robbed by a popularity contest. I love James Franklin, uh, Sinquez Barkley, and McSorley. I think they're going to have a big year ahead. And then in second place, I have Ohio State at 10-2, and 8-1 and in conference. They have loads, loads, loads of talent. A good coach, who I hate, Urban Meyer. 
Secondary could be their spot of weakness. Um, they have a huge, huge matchup against Oklahoma in week two. We'll be excited to see how that goes. And uh, I I wanted to add that Baker Mayfield could ex- really expose that Ohio State secondary in that week two matchup. Then I have Michigan State bouncing back this year at 9-3, and 6-3 and three in conference. They had a three-win season last year. Whew. I don't know. Uh, I think I, I believe in coaching. I think Mike D'Antoni's a good coach. So I have them bouncing back all the way to third in the Big Ten East this year. Then at fourth, I have a tie between Indiana and Michigan. I have Indiana going eight and four, five and four in conference. They have good receivers. They have a good secondary, and they will upset a team in the Big Ten East this year. Whether it's Penn State, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, they will win one of those games. Mark my word. Then uh, I have Michigan at seven and five, five and four. I know that they're a top eleven team. I they I think they're going to lose to Florida this week. Write it down. Do whatever you want to do. I think that Florida walks away with that win. They only return six starters. Um, they will. They will not be overlooked, rather, uh, because Jim Harbaugh is their head coach and he likes to talk. But I think this is the year Michigan takes takes a step back under Jim Harbaugh. I think that only returning six starters, you lose a lot of talent. And sure, Michigan recruits well for the Big Ten, but I just don't see how how they can overcome, especially the top two, Ohio State and Penn State. But I have them finishing tied for fourth in the Big Ten East. Then rounding out, I have Maryland Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers. <laughs> I just hope they don't, they don't take a beating like they did last year. And then I have uh, Coach of the Year, James Franklin at Penn State. Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Sinquez Barkley at Penn State. And Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Nick Boza of Ohio State. And then in the Big Ten Championship game, I have Penn State over Wisconsin. Go Nittany Lions. Okay, so now I am going to get on to my college football preview picks. Okay, so my uh, top ten, and I'm basing this off what I think is going to happen in the season, not hype from last season. This is me having done all my homework for every major conference. And uh, so here's my top ten. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Florida State. Three, USC. Four, Penn State. Five, Ohio State. So I have two Big Ten schools in the top five. Uh, Six, Washington. Seven, Auburn. uh, Eight, Oklahoma State. Nine, Wisconsin. And ten, Oklahoma. So uh, I think the Big 12 this year is going to have to do something spectacular to play their way in. Whether it's Oklahoma beating Ohio State, uh, they're going to have to win a couple of -of out-of-conference games, and either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State are going to have to be dominant if they're going to get in over Ohio State, Penn State, uh, one-loss Florida State team. But I feel pretty confident about that. Uh, The top four of Alabama, Florida State, USC, Penn State. I know the networks want Alabama, Florida State, USC, Ohio State. But I I like my top four that I have. so I'll get into my Heisman pick, Sam Darno, the USC Trojan, uh, coach of the year, James Franklin at Penn State, and then college football playoff, I have one Bama over four Penn State, three FSU over two USC, and then for the national championship game, I have a rematch of week one, Alabama over Florida State. 
Okay, guys, that's all the college football I have for you today. Uh, Friday, we are going to get into some fantasy football preview notes, just some basics if you're getting into the old office fantasy football league. And then we're going to touch a little bit more on baseball, talk some picks against the spread for week one of the college football season, and give you all everything you need to know for the week that is going to be in college football. For the Fumbling Punter, I'm Devin Keeney. Have a good weekend. Have a good week, everyone.